my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 174 of Gaming with Grief. And I'm calling this episode the Artful Escape Spoiler Cast, but I want to remind you that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and leave a comment and let me know what you think of the show. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you think of the show, you know, maybe give me a suggestion, let me know how I can improve, or just, uh, you know, if you want to ask a question or something like that, you could do it there. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio of the podcast goes up on YouTube, Dan Date, with when it hits the website at 7 a.m. on Monday. You can also find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. and as I say every time and I'm trying to get better at I will try to get better about promoting the show. But yeah, so I finished Artful Escape. Um, I sat on it for a few days. I was out of town. So now I'm actually sitting down to record my spoiler cast. So full spoilers. I'm going to totally spoil the game. If you don't want the Artful Escape spoiled, you've been warned twice, as I counted so far. So please, uh, you know, wait till you play the game to listen to this. So... I did already say this in my early impressions video, but I'm just going to go over this again, you know, just for general information. Artful Escape is about a four-hour game. It was published by Annapurna Interactive. It came out, um, you know what, I don't have that written down. It came out, I think, two years ago. It was developed by, um, I want to say, Beethoven and, um, I think it's Beethoven and Dinosaur. Um Anyway, all that, you can go back to my early impressions video and listen to that. You play is uh, Francis Vendetti. Your father is Johnson Vendetti, who's basically Bob Dylan. Um, and this is your kind of coming-age tale in game form. Um, I did mention in the uh, early impressions video that there is a line of dialogue where it is your father and uncle, Johnson Vendetti, together in a photo. You say to yourself, they were with each other a lot. Um, you know, and even in the end, they were together. So it is implied that your father and uncle um, died in some kind of accident. And you also say in that same scene, no one asks about my dad anymore. I did say in my early impressions that I would hope that they would go back to this. Uh, I played the game on Xbox Cloud towards the end. There were some audio glitches, but I, I got the game... You know, I completed it. I was able to complete the QuickTime events. The Xbox Cloud app is amazing. Um, but they didn't really resurface this idea of going back and talking about his dad. I think maybe he did that a little bit in actions. To talk about this game, you know, I'm not going to go over every story beat, word for word what happens. But the general stroke is, I talked about in my early impressions, you like sci-fi a lot. Your uncle was a folk singer. You find this incredibly ungratifying. Everybody, you look like your uncle. People want you to be your uncle. They want you to play songs that your uncle played. There's a really well-known album that he came out with called Pines that sold millions of copies. There's an anniversary to Pines. So everybody has come to the town of Calypso, Colorado, that your uncle was a you know a citizen of, a, a, a townsfolk. They're having a festival. They're having an anniversary. You're going to play your uncle's songs. Again, you don't want to play your uncle's songs. Um, nobody's asking about your father. You want to play these sci-fi, David Bowie-esque space opera, you know, uh, kind of 
songs, you know, Jefferson Starship and like all these just weird, I don't know why I pulled that, but just all these kind of like far out there, kind of incredibly like, you know, Grand Funk Railroad, wear a costume, you know, sing about um, Von Dilladon, which is where I decided uh, Francis was from. You get picked up by somebody called Lightman, who is played by Carl Weathers, who does an amazing job. He's like your your uh, mentor. You go on the sh- uh, starship called the Cosmic Lung, which is amazing. You meet all these aliens. They want you to rock, and um, you basically move. <clears throat> excuse me, from left to right in this game, and you can hold down X to jam the whole time that you are running, which is great. You can jump. If you hit the X button while you're jumping, you do like a like a guitar strum flare. Um, and uh, the music is kind of a love letter to just rock in a way. And um, I mean, I guess one of the criticisms of the game could be like, if this isn't your music, if you're not a rock person, if you don't like guitar and um, later they add drums and bass, um, if that's not your, your thing, you may not uh, like this game and it may not touch you. Uh, emotionally for me it worked I've always liked rock music I thought it was great um actually they had I think the music was done by Johnny Galvatron who's one of the developers and to be honest I didn't look it up but I I don't want to ruin the myth Johnny Galvatron it is amazing stage name if that is John's or Johnny Galvatron's real name uh you know so be it I don't want the myth to be ruined I saw his name Johnny Galvatron was immediately blown away with just what a great stage presence that is and then the fact that this has been created some kind of like mythical tale for um you know for um francis to be part of and you know you basically go there's basically a great rule of three which if you know screenwriting or anything like that you know you try or jokes you try to do things in threes you know and he has three venues he has to play and he has to impress more and more people and how you complete these is basically a rhythm game challenge they show you the cosmic uh, the Cosmic Notes, which is basically bolt bumpers on the Xbox controllers, the Y, the B, and the um, X button. And they'll light up. They use the colors on the controller, blue, yellow, uh, and then they use like green and something for the uh, for the bumpers, like purple. Basically, you hit these buttons in a sequence. Whatever the aliens or whatever you're fighting, because you're always going to these weird planets fighting aliens in these three venues, they will come out of the sky and you'll see... Instead of their eyes, they'll have these uh, five notes, the cosmic uh, notes, and then you have to play them in order. It's a in, it's an answer and call play gameplay. You know, they hit both bumpers and Y. You have to hit both bumpers and Y, and it plays a note. And it's kind of cool how it's uh, spaced out because you basically are writing songs, and some of them are chords. Uh, there's a really interesting part where you float through this alien city on the back of something, and when you set it up. You have to impress a cosmic deity. I mean, what space opera is complete without um, totally impressing a cosmic deity? You go to this creature, and this creature has an incredibly flashy and has lights, and you need to do a PR stunt. You decide with uh, your mentor and the alien, Vaughn, uh, you decide to do this PR stunt to get the attention of this cosmic being uh, the... Um, the glam what is it the glam rock basically and um anyway uh you write on it and you get to hold x and hit buttons of the cosmic chord you're writing a song you're basically jamming on the back of this thing while lights are going off now the thing i say about this is not a negative for the game but i played it on a phone 
so it kind of took away from the majesty of the um, of the thing. Um, but it was still a good game. You know, the cosmic being played by Lena Headey kind of judges you towards the end of the game and says, you know, you've come a long way. You've jammed on these three venues and you're doing great. But there's a little bit of a dissonant chord in there. I hear a little bit of folk music. It's basically the Dark Knight of the Soul. You get thrust back to Earth in despair. And um, you come back and say, no, that's the only part that I think was a little quick. There's no um, thrilling, whatever. It just happens quickly where you're just like, boom, all of a sudden you're um, back in it telling her no. And you rock and you do rock. The music is very good. But that was a little quick for me, that turn of like, hey, you're still kind of holding on to this old vestige of what other people want you to be. And you basically just say, no, I'm not. And then the game continues. Um, But I liked it. And I did like the very end. You get dropped off on a space, uh, a space car, basically, um, by uh, Violetta, who's the assistant that does the laser shows in space, which is pretty cool. Um, She drops you off. And you kind of had a flashback at your Dark Knight of Soul where everybody's waiting for the festival in Calypso, Colorado. And they're looking very sad that uh, you haven't showed up to sing your uncle's songs. Violetta drops you off and you go, oh, man, I missed the show. And she said, you missed the show, but you didn't miss the after show. And you prepare to play everybody at the after show. You're in the hills of Colorado. It's like a small little event. You get lights and you play them like a cosmic opera, basically, a, a, a rock opera. And I thought it was a good ending. Um, again, I think it fell a little short, and maybe that's just because I wanted them to talk more about his father or at least mention him before they mention your uncle, your mentor, Lightman, basically lets loose in the middle of the game that, yeah, I played with your uncle before, but like that isn't about this. I want to see what you can do and all this stuff. And so not bad. Uh, I but And I understand why Francis is sad. I do understand the idea of living in your shadow. I talked about this on the Early Impressions episode. You know, I think... To a degree, all of us live in the shadow of uh, people we've cared about or loved. And it is hard sometimes to um, kind of eke out your own living or eke out your own existence. And this game really addresses that. And I think there is kind of a grief tied to that of trying to find your own person and and really growing up and realizing, you know, you're not a kid anymore. Um, I do like the bit of grief in there that there is this underlying tension between maybe his um uh his father and uncle that you know they were together you know what does his dad do what was his dad like and the fact that you know nobody would ask about your relative that passed away is totally crushing and so maybe it wasn't as effective and maybe that wasn't the point of the game the point was to show this fantastical journey of someone kind of going into their own way but i would say counterpoint i think that francis was kind of somewhere in between at the end i would like to see him like the equivalency for me is um radiohead they have a lot of crazy strange ideas but at the end of it they're still uh for the most part they have two guitarists a bassist and a drummer and that's still the basis for their music and 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 they have done early works that are a little bit more acoustical with things like that not all their songs just a few on their first uh, pablo honey album but I kind of saw Francis at the end of not just totally embracing this sci-fi idea because I think some of that for him was, uh, you'll pardon the pun, but he really was reaching for the stars of like, 
this is the most extreme way it could be. And I love sci-fi and everything. But even that towards the end, when she said, I hear a little bit of, you know, the cosmic being again. I don't know if she really has a name. Um, cause, uh, played by Lena Headey. But she says, you know, I hear a little bit of a dissonant note in there. Um, to me, that wasn't him not embracing the cosmic side. I think that that was in a way her saying, you're not quite there yet. And a lot of people do say that. Like, hey, you're young. All these things you're feeling, they'll change when you get older. So maybe he does kind of refine his music and change it here and there. Um, and I hope so. Um, I hope there is somehow a sequel to this game. I don't know if it's in the budget of the smaller studio that did it or if they're thinking about it. But like his next journey, Francis Vendetti's next journey to be, I don't know, some kind of like... You know, maybe maybe this is like an homage to his uncle a little bit and him trying to find his way. And maybe his second or third album, if we get there uh, in a sequel, if there is one, uh, I'm doing a lot of like just juxtaposition here and a lot of like wishful thinking because I do like this game and hope it succeeds and hope they the studio does bigger, and better things. I like the rhythm elements. Uh, again, I don't really review gameplay, but it was kind of simplistic, but that isn't bad. Um, but I think, you know, maybe his third album, maybe he does become this weird avant-garde like flaming lips type you know not even bob dylan goes electric like that's just too pedestrian for him really something weird and out there you know a collaboration with a like a like a industrial artist or some kind of drum and uh drum and bass artist something really kind of out there um and kind of weave in different types of music i think would be really amazing and and, and this does capture that like who am i type thing and i think for that part, it is good. So maybe maybe I missed the mark a little bit for reviewing this, that it doesn't have as much as, of grief as I, I maybe want it overtly. But I think maybe there's this under layer of him really wanting to maybe talk about his father and maybe later write a song about, you know, his mom and his father and like maybe what they went through. Because his mom seems, you only see her in a scene or two. She seems very quiet. Some that could be because of the death of her husband. We don't know the amount of time that has passed between when his uncle and father died and when he's doing the show and things in the anniversary, I don't think, unless I miss something in the, a, a conversation or something. But I would definitely like to see how he evolves as an artist, uh, bringing all that forward into a different era, a new era. So um, I really enjoy the game. Again, it may have not been as much grief as I wanted it to be, uh, but sometimes that's okay. I think it was just enough or a hint Maybe this is another way that, um, you know, I'm changing a little bit too, where it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it isn't so overtly about grief, but like, there's just like a little, there's just like a little underpinning, like it's just kind of right below the surface. And, and two, I believe that Francis probably, um, you know, no matter what he thought about what people wanted him to be and he wanted, people wanted him to be more like his uncle, I think maybe he would... He has feelings about his uncle passing away. He did care about him, <clears throat> even though he hates the shadow that his uncle um, is under. You know, that doesn't mean that he wanted his uncle to die. And I think I would like stuff like that maybe explored, hopefully, in the sequel. Um, but other than that, I really enjoy the game. Uh, the gameplay elements were just enough. Uh, the puzzles were just enough to not push back. Um, I definitely recommend it. It is no longer on Game Pass, but I checked before I went out of town. I didn't know if I was going to be able to beat it uh, unless there's a sale on Xbox right now. It's $19.99. So, you know, it's an affordable price. It's about four, four and a half hours, depending on, um, you know, like 
you might have problems with the delay inputs. I did a little bit on cloud where I did do a few puzzles here and there over again, so that wasn't the best. So, but I definitely recommend it. Check it out. It's one of the very few games that like I'm telling you and describing you what the game is about. But like there's very few games like this where it's like, hey, it's just about self-discovery and music. I can't think of a lot of games that are like that. You know, usually games involve combat. They involve some kind of tension that's external, you know, some kind of grand scheme of somebody trying to get something and destroy something. There's a MacGuffin. This is really just about uh, somebody trying to come into their own with the power of rock and roll, which, again, saying that uh, sentence is just strange. So definitely recommend the game. Check it out. It's great. Support uh, developers. And um, I think, I know it's a little bit shorter for the spoiler cast, but I've kind of said what I need to say, and I really like the game. So uh, I think with that, I will remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show. Um, Or you can write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve. Uh, You can either subscribe to the podcast in either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio of the podcast goes up Monday morning, day and date, when it hits the website. So if you want to enjoy the podcast as audio form on YouTube, please go there. Uh, There's no video yet. I'm working something out to have video very soon, so you actually get to see my face. And I might change the format of the show. That doesn't mean the show's going away. I might just try to talk more about grief news or something. I don't know. I have um, an internal deadline, and I'm working on some stuff right now. But uh, as always, I'll say I will try to get better about promoting the show. I'm not always good about that. And I actually just talked about that with a friend of mine. We have a podcast together, Avin. We talked about the grief of politics, and we talked about promotion and promoting our shows and trying to be better about it and stuff like that. So with that, I think I'll leave you guys. Everybody have a good week, and I will talk to you again next week. Goodbye, everybody.